Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. First podcast of the year, actually, for me. I've just been a bit lazy getting to podcasts. I'm sorry. <laughs> Barely the beginning of February, man. You're fine. No, but... Uh, no, there's a lot been going on, and um, I'm up here in New York with Grayson. Uh, we just went through a bent press focus session using a little bit more of that joint specific training approach that he's been using, and we've got into some good conversation. This kind of topic of this podcast is something that kind of recently been on my mind of just kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna set up and shoot this podcast and get some of these thoughts out that I've been thinking about, but it's a great opportunity here with him to jump on and, and hash out some of these things and get some of his perspective on it. But um, talking a little bit more around this feeling of like maturing in your strength training or in your training practice, I guess, in general. And like, that's what I feel like I've been experiencing in recent years is like, I love strength training. Like, I love it so much. Like I just want to find ways to keep doing that for the rest of my life. And recently had a really nice deadlift training cycle where I actually planned out some numbers. I was like, I think I have the ability to probably do something that I haven't done in a while or ever, yeah. like here with the way training's been going. And I hit a pretty good uh, personal best. And it felt good, but like I was saying to Grayson that the feeling afterwards felt like I wasn't attached to it. I wasn't attached to this PR. And it was just kind of a weird feeling because I've been in this different headspace in years recently of, you know, trying the old um, methods, getting to learn all those things and getting strong again and training on like a barbell and in those ways that I was really attached to when I was younger, right. but then kind of doing something like that and thinking, I, I don't really feel like attached to that in a way where I have to do that again, or I have to follow some kind of regiment that continues, like it felt good. But it, the first thing that came onto my mind was kind of like, okay, I can go do a different lift now and, you know, like mess right, around right. a little bit. But you kind of, when I was talking to you downstairs about that, you really kind of resonated with that as well too. We got into a little bit around that thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I realize it's probably just cause I'm getting older, but I think about how much of my training was dictated in, entirely by the numbers, right? Like, like hitting a PR like that would almost be stressful because then I would tell myself in my head, well, now you hit this number. So now you have to plan all your training accordingly so you can hit a higher number in the future. And it would be like really a stressful approach, but I did that. I mean, shit for, most of the years that I trained and actually had some focus on hitting numbers like that was, a, that was it, you know, it would almost be to the point where like I would, I would sabotage myself because I'd be so worked up about today's the day that I'm going to try to hit this PR. Yeah. What if I don't do it? You know, I mean, all those. Yeah. <laughs> Put a lot of stress on yourself. Like I think it is good to be competitive with yourself and probably be in those uh, environments or those 
times in your training where you kind of have that approach because it kind of pushes you to kind of hit a certain thing. But it feels like, and some of the people I've talked to, is like hard to see past that. And you see a lot of people get out of strength training because they're never going to hit those pinnacles again or, you know, you, you just don't feel like you can move towards something. And Atlas Power Shrugged, who, you know, we always promote on our pages and, and I've talked to in the past, he made a great post recently about competition lifts versus like like lifting in the gym and just this dogma around like if you're not doing powerlifting lifts or Olympic lifts, then you're not strength training. And it was a really cool lift or a really cool post because it really kind of highlights that like hole that we're kind of putting ourselves in. And, and oftentimes as you're maturing in your training and you find yourself moving further away from that stuff, like finding that passion again, really in my training and experience recently is coming from exploring the other things that are there to uncover. Um, so it's, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool perspective that he shared around that. Yeah, it is. It's funny. I think, I mean, it seems like we both had a similar experience. Like training has just kind of evolved to getting like that without really consciously thinking like I need to just stop doing that. I mean, I definitely had a period where, especially when my body just was like my late twenties was really beat up from training and like doing all the same training wasn't making a lot of progress. I, that was a good step for me to just to kind of get away from all of that stuff. I mean, even like just pattern movement in general and just take like a, do like a total reset. But you know, I, when you were saying that downstairs, I was like, yeah, like that's really been the progression. Like it's, you know, it's, almost like it's evolving more and more about going by feel entirely. And there's like, there's no time frames that I'm worried about from the last time I did this number. It's like, I'm just intuitively trying to go forward like that, but it feels right. Yeah. And that's even doing the bent press session today. Like we both haven't been training that and we know what's involved in that. So it's kind of stressful as you go into it because you're like, I haven't bent pressed in forever, yeah. you know, but you get warmed up into it, you get into it, you start kind of, bouncing, you know, the techniques and skills off each other. And then, you know, you're doing bent presses and you're just kind of like laughing, having a good time. And it's just that environment of feeling like I can envision like someone else, maybe like returning to the things they've done before through this thought of just like coming back to the skill of it rather than the, I guess, stress or um, expectation of how it should go. And it's yeah. like, it's a skill you've spent time learning at some point in your life. And if you stay healthy and you stay, you know, keep certain components into your training, you can come back and play around. And that's kind of like what we had done today. It was kind of like, it was a good feeling afterwards to be like, yeah, we can meet up and have a bent press session yeah. and train hard. And like, you know, we didn't hit our best. We haven't been training it. We know we could. After today's session, it's like, oh, we probably could train up and hit a PB. Totally, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool, uh, I think that's maybe kind of like that maturing and strength mentality maybe just comes from that like all around approach that we've kind of found ourselves in now where we, our training range, a lot of, like it's heavily into our training. We're training the strength components, but keeping it well-rounded, like, finding that space now is like where I feel like it, things are going. Yeah. 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 I mean, in my experience like that, that component of like having such a 
extreme focus on the numbers and I was never able to separate like the numbers and like some kind of time constraints on those numbers. Like, well, if I hit this number at this and then at this point in the future, I should be able to hit this number. That for me, like really I spiral down into like making training less and less fun too. So the, just that taking that out was like a, it was like a revelation as far as like, holy shit, like this actually is fun. Like that's why I started doing it because I enjoyed it and I don't have to be like weighed down by these unreasonable expectations because they are unreasonable at some yeah, point, right? Yeah, at some point. And I think it's like the, the time you spend wanting to learn some of these things, even if it is flexibility. I mean, you see people like that as well too that have put time and effort in the past in some kind of extreme form of flexibility training, which may be like a split. And then find it hard to come back to that too. It's like, well, it may not be in splits again, but you can still train flexibility and not detach yourself from like these kind of areas of training. And that's kind of, I think you can think about the time that you have to put in or that you have put in as something that you can come back to and just kind of keep rolling out that skill. And I don't know, it's just a cool headspace to be in. Like, that was the first time in my life I'd ever felt like I'd put an effort in like that, actually had a result and been like, yeah, it's like I can move so on to the awesome. next thing. <laughs> episode, right? yeah. 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 The PV was the mindset. The PV was the, um, I'm not at like attached to this in a way where it's like going to affect other things in my life or in right. training or it's going to set the tone of my deadlifts now forever because yeah. i have to live up to this moment i have to i have to give up flexibility training now because i just hit this new pb right. so now i just have to completely consume myself with this and try to and maybe that's why training's been going good too it's because going by feel going like learning these new things and yeah and keeping it all there in one but yeah i, I you know what what I realize when I'm th thinking about like the transition to feeling this way versus the old way, I mean, I think it's hard like when you when you first start training because that's kind of the standard, right? Like, oh, you're gonna start squatting now, we're just gonna add five pounds a week and keep going up. And generally, when you first start training, like that works great, right? I mean, damn, you're doing anything when you first start working out and you just keep seeing this amazing progress. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that really sets the tone on what you expect from training. You know, mm -hmm. it's like okay, now twenty years later. Well, no, you're not going to squat today and start putting on five pounds a week because yeah. you're probably five pounds off your ceiling already. You know, like it just doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. And I, when I had made that transition to kind of just going towards that more intuitive approach, like I really struggled with that thinking like I'm squatting once a week and like I've squatted the same weight for the last four weeks straight. You know, like I, I have to add weight or I'm not going to make any progress, mm -hmm. which was, yeah. you know, it's funny to realize like, made me realize how attached I was to that mindset and yeah. getting out of that was like a crazy mental shift. Yeah. I, well, I think that's kind of bred into a lot of us when we start training or start pursuing a fitness goal. It's like the goal becomes you have to pick some kind of goal to push yourself to achieve something. So it was like weight loss. You know, you get people doing a marathon or strength training and just like picking these certain goals that keep them focused and attached to things and and then you just become really attached to that. It's like, I can't be my best unless I have some kind of like specific goal and they're important. But I think too, you just get to the, this point where you can think about the goal of being practicing a lot of the things that you've learned. So, I mean, diversify your training. Yeah. Like that's how I feel like I've, it's been like 20 years now of training pretty hard. It's like, 
by constantly diversifying it and trying to learn new things. And then you get to this point where you feel like you can come back to all of them in a, in a way and kind of cycle through and you still have a lot of those skills there in some way, shape or form. You're not your best, but it feels good. Like today's bent press session felt so good. Yeah. The PR was that we haven't bent pressed in however long and we pushed close to PBs yeah. just from like, you know, the training we've been doing, the environment was pretty cool. Like how <laughs> you don't see two guys bent pressing in the same room very often. That's a pretty cool like environment. Imagine seeing that in the gym, let alone one person bent pressing. What the hell is that person doing? And then you see two people doing it at the same time. I feel like the bronze era lifters were, were stirring today. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Apparently you used to have to bent press to join, like you had to learn that lift first. That was the entry point to. I love that. You want to join this gym? You got to bent press. Yeah, what do you bent press? But yeah, cool. Uh, I think that's an important win to share or, or mindset to share for the listeners is that, you know, above and beyond like sharing all the, the ways you get to maybe like these more extreme levels or uh, higher levels of training or higher levels of flexibility. I think it's important to share like kind of like how that's evolved for us. And it feels to me like the last couple of years has evolved into this like detachment from always having an expectation from training. It's like, as long as I keep going, like it's set a goal, but if you don't hit the goal, you're trying your best, and that's like the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, if you you know, if you look back, or if I look, if I think about all my history of training and all the times that I hit numbers, and the times that I hit numbers, where uh, hi, <laughs> the times where I hit numbers, <laughs> the little one wants to come down so bad. Crazy daughters here. Um, when I hit numbers, where I was really focused on a regimented program and I was super diligent about following that and the times where afterwards, you know, when I stopped doing that and it was just totally casual, like it wasn't the, the program that I followed exactly, right? It wasn't that. It was the fact that I was regularly training, right? You know, it's like, I think that is probably the best thing to tell yourself. It's like, it doesn't matter how you do it. Like if you find something that works, but if you, you got to stick with it and keep doing it and enjoy it. And I think out of the, the lifters that I know who've been training for a long time, like you've been training for a long time. I mean, you know, for our age, I feel like that's a pretty good amount of time to be training. The people who seem like they are able to stick with it and don't burn out and really enjoy it still go that way. They go away from that really regimented stuff because it's mentally, it's taxing, I think. Yeah. Well, I think you get what you start to realize, what you get out of it the most is just the enjoyment of being in that kind of physical practice which strength training is obviously the theme of this episode is like how you mature in strength training because i don't think as many guys talk about that because you know strength training as a whole is always talked about and discussed as like this endeavor of like max strength and peak performance and you know the elite do this and it's cool to hear those stories as well too don't get me wrong totally. I'm, I'm watching those stories and throwbacks of like the greatest lifts ever yeah. but I think there's a lot of merit to be had in hearing, you know, some guys that have been doing it for a while and, you know, may not be, you know, top of the world and whatever strength endeavors we do, but pretty well-rounded and maintaining that strength. And it's, you know, I think that's a big part of it is just like not attaching yourself to this kind of expectation that your training should have some kind of extreme outcome, but 
the enjoyment of the practice itself. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, I would. I, I think you could probably make an argument that that's probably the most important component of training. Yeah, it's like enjoy it so you stick with it because that's obviously what works the best, right? Yeah. Two, I you know I think something that I I didn't know a long time ago when I was training. You know, I, I had that mindset like I, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Later, come down later. Um. You know, it was like, oh, I conventional deadlift. That's my deadlift. I hit this PR on a conventional deadlift. Well, now if I do any deviation from a conventional deadlift, I'm not going to be able, yeah. I'm going to lose my conventional deadlift. And it's like, your brain it doesn't know if you did a conventional deadlift today or a hack deadlift. Yeah. All it knows is that a lot of that posterior chain tissue was loaded. Yeah. And the reality is, like, the longer you do the same thing, the more efficient you get at doing it. So you're getting less stimulus out of repeating yeah. that conventional deadlift over and over again. It's like... You know, start Jefferson deadlifting. Start hack deadlifting. Yeah. Like you ran a completely, you know, non-conventional deadlift cycle, and then came back to conventional and like hit a huge yeah. PR. Well, that was the thing. Everyone, you know, I share that, and everyone's reaching out. Like, how did you do that? Like, what kind of things? What kind of program did you run? Like, I really didn't run the specific program, but the last couple of years have been about getting strong as hell in these unconventional lifts: Jefferson lift, hack lift. Um, I mean, I have a list of them. I actually have a post prepared where I'm going to share the variety of deadlifts that made my deadlift strong recently. Right. That's what it was for me. Also because I was a shit deadlifter, to be honest, like I just didn't have a strong back. So instead of just tediously doing conventional deadlift training over and over and over again and, and reaching that same stimulus and not seeing any result, I'm going to do some weird shit. You know, one arm heavy dumbbell deadlifts, one arm deadlifts, like just all of these things. And as those went up, my deadlifts just been climbing. And, right. you know, it was kind of that moment where it's like, oh, like it all matters. Like we got to try to, you know, make an effort to learn, you know, the application of strength in like all of these areas. And uh, if you truly like, want to push yourself to some kind of level, but I think the, in hindsight, it was like, I think I'll try to do something more traditional to see where that deadlift lies now that I've been messing around for so long. Yeah. And uh, it was a cool little surprise, I guess, at the end. It's like, it's cool. I mean, it really shows you the value of that, that kind of approach. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to make it sound like you shouldn't program that way or follow that because I think it works for some people. But I, my feeling is that there isn't, there isn't the most longevity in doing it that way just from the mental component of burning yeah. out on it. Absolutely. And, they, and like, how quick do you max out those traditional approaches to those types of training? Like for me, yeah, very easily, like take some kind of a traditional approach and I hit the ceiling pretty quick. Like, and then, and then it's like, well, what, what do I do? Like, this is where I'm at. And then I think that's where a lot of people maybe have those questions is like, then you start you know, we're referencing to what Atlas Power Shrug was saying. It's like then you start getting into a certain sport and, you know, you start using equipment to lift more weight and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's its its own sport and community and everything. But then it's hard to disassociate yourself from that approach. That's what strength training is. It's like strength is strength. and <laughs> Yeah. And really the more ways that you can express that is really yeah. ideal, right? Like think about my previous years of training especially when I really had a sh narrow focus it was like I'm strong on deadlift you know decently strong on deadlift and bench press and squatting and 
a couple Olympic lifts, and then if you take me outside of that, it's like it goes to nothing. There's nothing available outside of that. You know? So we are teaching tomorrow, New York. We're doing a workshop. Grayson's coming in as a guest presenter on some of the things that I've been teaching, which first workshop happened in November in Australia and was lucky enough to have Grayson in-house. In yeah, awesome. it was just so, like, that was the first time we actually met. Um, so had him there and, you know, helping demonstrate a few things and just being a little more involved with, like, some of the range of strength style things as well. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be cool, man. We're going to get into uh, flexibility, mobility training. Like, one of the big takeaways for me, and I don't know if, like, you see this too, where you did some teaching out there as well too in some different areas, but even just that was, like, you kind of get into your circles of people online and people that are doing this stuff and you assume it's like everyday knowledge, like flexibility, mobility training, um, those approaches. And like when I got out there and I was presenting some of the basics, when I talked to people afterwards, they were like, that was like one of the best parts was just hearing this basic breakdown of flexibility work. And, and I was like, the takeaway afterwards was like, man, this stuff still needs to be it was sent like still needs to be taught and like presented to people like it's yeah. a very um i don't know it's just you get into those circles and you just you think everyone knows it everyone knows the stuff well that's the that's the interesting thing about social media i mean wherever you are whatever you're into on social media like you find more people who are into that and so now you know you've got a ton of followers on instagram or whatever you you, you have this community that you've built these people who are all into the same thing so it just starts to feel like, yeah, everybody thinks like this. This is how everybody trains. Like, this yeah. is just the norm. And then you realize, like, we, you know, we live in a little bubble of that stuff where people are into that and they get it. And it's, that's not the majority of people. That's the minority for sure. Yeah. So it's, it is cool. It is cool. I mean, it makes me feel like, it just makes me feel a lot of better about this stuff. Because, you know, you get, you get through those yeah. basics enough times and you're like, ah, nobody wants to hear this shit anymore. It's been yeah. done. It's played. Everybody knows this. And you're like, oh, whoa, this is totally valuable. Like, this is the foundation for all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because even coming back from Australia was like, even just some of the content I was sharing after that was coming back to just sharing a lot of those basic things that people, and then saying the feedbacks like, oh yeah, like I didn't know that. It's like, oh yeah. It's very reassuring. So yeah, it'll be good to get into and um, yeah, we'll see how that goes from there. But um, I just wanted to get on and just do a quick one guys and just share just recent thoughts around strength training and, you know, setting goals and expectations for yourself. Yes, we need to do that. We need to push those, but don't attach yourself to them in such a way where, you know, it kind of just bleeds into like every facet of your life in a way that's maybe not healthy. Cause I've been there, you know, and I, you get to a point where it's just not a very healthy uh, thing. It's kind of a reverse of what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, if your training is causing you stress, unless you are like, a paid person to work out or something like find a way to eliminate that yeah. and probably just relaxing about a lot of the protocols that you're following is a, is a really easy way to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Diversify, diversify your training, learn some yeah. new shit. But, uh, yeah, that's it, man. I just wanted to jump on and Dope. wrap a little bit about that. Great first podcast of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Cool to do it here too. <laughs> Let's know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.